With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, it's BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. You can visit BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app right now. It's the best app in the business. Of course, if you're in town there in Vegas, stop by any MGM property, bring your status sheet ID, and you're ready to bet within minutes. Again, it's BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for more information. You've got to be 21 years or older. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. We got you back here on the Lombardi Line. Great weather across the nation today. Of course, week six in the NFL. We still haven't really hit that. What This is October 16th, Michael Lombardi, as we say hi and welcome you back. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher. He is Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata in Atlantic City. We really haven't hit that cold spell yet, right? We're about to head into November, but it's been kind of unseasonably warm everywhere. It's been great. It's been perfect weather. We had a little bit of the rain two weeks ago. We saw Jacksonville turn the ball over with the rain in Philadelphia. But for the most part, it's been great. And we've got a great football Sunday here with weather-wise all over the United States. So, you know, that's what makes it so good this time of the year. We saw it yesterday. I mean, it was a great weather day in college football as we watched all those games and and as, as we watched the ball move up and down the field. I mean, is anybody playing defense in college football anymore? I don't know that, but I do know the answer to the question, what city is Titletown in America? It's Philadelphia. Yeah. And this is the no type doubt. of game TV execs drool over. Your one undefeated team through five weeks. That's the Philadelphia Eagles sitting 5-0. and oh. I'm sure you've heard about it. Also, their division rival, the, the rivals, the Giants, are sitting 4-1. and one. The Giants have been great ATS. Remember, last week they went to London and beat Green Bay. I tease Green Bay and the Giants. We'll get to them in a little bit. But let's talk about Sunday night's affair. Dallas at Philly. So again, this number opened five and a half ish. So different books, different number, but it's gone through six and a half at Circa. It's gone through six and a half at DraftKings and most shops. There's one shop I'm seeing still showing six with Philly Lane, but we're looking at six and a half here with Dallas in town. You know, I think the difference here, why this line's moving is a little bit like when we break down Kansas City, Buffalo, right? The reason Everybody wants to take Mahomes and the points at home. We know that. But this game here, the reason I think it's moving to Philly isn't because of Hurts. It's because the Philly defense has played as well as the Cowboys defense, only it's not as advertised, right? So this Philly defense has been very effective. They've created turnovers. They've put pressure on the opposing quarterback. It's been very challenging to run the ball. They don't have the Makai Parsons signature name. This year's different defense with Jonathan Gannon coordinating it is relying on they have better linebacking play, their corners are playing more man-to-man, and they're getting after the quarterback. And so I think this this number is moving to Philadelphia because of that, because they feel like this will be the first time Dallas, with their offense, kind of playing conservatively, will face a team that is really good defensively. I think the game would be different if Prescott was under center. I know people want to laud Cooper Rush. He's not Dak Prescott. Prescott can do things. He's more dynamic. But this is a team, and I like what you said about the Eagles. Their defensive front and offensive fronts, that's the reason they're going to be Super Bowl contenders. I mean, they're good up front on both sides of the ball, and you always talk about that's where to start. We can get to the quarterbacks. We can get to the skill. 
But what the Cowboys can do, their defense is no joke, but they can also kind of keep this, they'd like to keep it low scoring by shortening the game with that rush attack. Yeah, and that's where it's going to get harder. You know, that's where it gets harder when you go against a team that's good up front, and if you can't run the ball, if you can't get into some kind of rhythm, I mean, look, they don't want this to be a 35-pass game for Cooper Rush. That's not a game that they can win. Where they can win is with balance, and they've got to pick their spots when they want to be aggressive offensively. Credit Mike McCarthy. You can say all you want about McCarthy, game management, all that, but he's done a wonderful job of managing the game, of limiting 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 the, the Kellen Moore from trying to become an offensive guru and just managing the game. The stat sheets don't look good after the Cowboy games, but the W's look great, and that's what they've done a great job of. They've tried to manage the game, utilize their defensive skill set, allow their defense to really keep them in the game and then win the game in the fourth quarter. They got the big lead on Cincinnati. Cincinnati came back in the game. They were able to close that game out. The Rams, they played from in front in that game and then took the game over with their kicking game. They've been in these close games, and like the Giants, they have found a way to win because they've managed the game effectively. The Cowboys have won eight straight NFC East games, including two straight against the Eagles. The average margin of victory in those two 2021 meetings was 23 points. So Philly looking for some revenge here. And I I didn't say that to be disrespectful of Cooper Rush. He's completed over 20 passes, what, one time in his four starts. It's very clear what they're trying to do. They're trying to limit sacks. They're yep. trying to make – he's making quick decisions, and they're trying to run the football. It's not That's not dogging him, but Dak's a better player. That's just very clear. I mean, Dak, they – well, here's the thing. There's a balance they have to find. When Dak comes back, they've got to find that balance. They've got to find the balance of, okay, we're going to run more offense, but we're still going to manage the game. And I think this is a really great lesson for all of us as fans to learn that no matter how good a quarterback you have, you still have to manage him correctly. You still have to do the things that are effective for him and how to win the game. You've got to manage him each week on the play that will style to win the game, not to collect yards, not to move the ball up and down the field. And I think ultimately this is the lesson that McCarthy, to me, has proven that if we do this, whether we win or lose tonight, it doesn't really matter. When Dak comes back, we've got to stay this course, enhance ourselves more, but find a way to get better. I think that's a great way of putting it. Obviously, Dak's the better football player, but they manage Cooper better. They seem more comfortable running an offense with Cooper Rush, almost like their limitations become a positive. You know, his limitations make them more comfortable. Right, because you want to be able to slow the pace down. You're not trying to speed it up. You know, every game you've got to manage to win the game. Alabama's playing Tennessee. They get the ball back, right? You know, now, to me, when I when you get the ball back, you've got to manage that game. You've got to say to Billy O'Brien, Billy, run the ball. I mean, uh, Bill Berman and I are watching the game outside with the girls. We're watching. I'm like, you got to run the ball here. you got to get that clock moving. That's managing the game. That's managing how we do it. It's not about throwing it every time right? It's about how do we win the game through being strategic with our play calls. And Alabama really, really fell well short yesterday. It was embarrassing how well short they fell. They lost that game. They, Tennessee, they gave Tennessee the advantage to win it. But Dallas has done that. Dallas has done a really good job. And you know what? Dallas has learned that a punt's not a bad play. I know that takes Will Hill crazy, but a punt's not a bad play. It's okay to punt the ball. It's not a bad thing. It changes field position. It gives you a chance, especially when you're punting the ball and you have a defense that's the third best defense in the National Football League in terms of points allowed. To be fair, Nick Saban probably told Bill O'Brien to milk the clock, but he didn't use enough F-bombs when saying it, so Bill (laughs) O'Brien didn't understand what he was trying to accomplish. I mean, look, Uh, to me, I think it's even the great coaches, as great a coach as Nick is, I mean, it's pretty clear. If you're not managing the game, you could lose to anybody at any time. And as great as Bryce Young is, when he throws three incompletions at the end of the game and we got to kick a 47-yarder, well, the kids should have made the kick. No, we should have managed the game better. There should have been no time on that clock. Dallas at Philly. Philly's laying six and a half. What's the Lombardi line on this Sunday night matchup? Uh, uh, Patrick, I have this game as a 4.58 game. So, you know, the contest had stayed at six. So, to me, this is a play on Dallas if you got to play it. And I think you see a lot of people taking Dallas. I think there's a sense of Dallas's 
going to keep this game close. My sense of this is, is if Dallas tries to play outside their comfort zone, if they get behind. Now, remember, this Eagle team is really good. They've scored 85 points in the second quarter. So the Eagles are very good at playing from in front. And if they play from in front and Cooper has to throw the ball, then all of a sudden I think this line is going to be meaningless. I think they're going to win by 10, 12, 14 points. I think that's what's going to happen. If they can stay attached and don't let the Eagles do what they typically do by going out there in the first half, then I think then I think they have a chance to cover. I think they have a chance to cover and may perhaps win the game. That's the key. This halftime score in this game will really determine in-game betting what you want to do. What you want to do in-game betting, this halftime score. Philadelphia's top five in points per game, rush yards and yards per play, yet we've seen a total of 42. It's dropped from an opener of, let me get this for you, 45 and a half down to 42. Wow, that's a low total for these two. Yeah, well, I think that the reason this total is so low is because, again, pace. How do we want to play this game? How do we want to handle this game? And you've got to be able to pace this game. You can't just let Jalen Hurts go out there, right? How do you play great defense in the NFL? Well, it's really not complicated. Play less defense. Play less defense, right? And so, you know, the, the, the Cowboys are 16th in the league in terms of of how much defense they play as they rank. They're right in the middle, and yet they're playing great defense. When Dak comes back, when Dak comes back, right, this is where Dak can make a huge difference. The Eagles control the ball. They're only 28th in the league. Excuse me, the Cowboys are only 28th in the league in time of possession, controlling the ball and drives. If that number, when Dak goes back up to 12 to 10, then all of a sudden the Cowboys' defense, instead of being 16th in time of possession, goes down to four, and then they become a better defense. You follow me? Just to follow up. That's the key. Go ahead, please. Sorry, finish your No, that's the key. Playing less defense is the key. And right now the Cowboys can't play less defense because their offense hinders them a little bit in what they can do. So you said at halftime, what am I looking for for a second-half play, Cowboys, Eagles? What are you looking for at halftime, Michael? I I think if the Cowboys are down by a touchdown at the half, I I think the Eagles will cover that game easily. I think they'll be able to put pressure on. Remember, the Cowboys are the best team in the league and not turning the ball over because they don't play from behind. When you play from behind, you're going to turn the ball over, especially with a quarterback that you're trying to protect. Just get ready for the parade. That's all I'm telling you. I know it's only week six, but you got to get your outfit picked out. You got to get Millie. Maybe get her like one of those Kentucky Derby hats. You got to get ready for the parade. Nice. Be good. Be really good. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I'm sure you're excited. You know, Aaron Rodgers is now a hippie. But he's a hippie in a bad mood, and that's because the loss in London. The Giants are in town with that gaudy record. We'll jump into that game next here at Lombardi Line. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews 
with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, you can get 10 bucks instantly, plus a deposit match up to $200 over at First Bet. Do some horse racing betting today. It's awesome. Promo code HORSE200. Remember, all the information for horse racing and betting is over at vcin.com slash horses. That's vcin.com slash horses. First bet. That's the place to go. Okay, was anybody going to correct me when I kept on saying the Giants are at the Packers as we welcome you back? I got my New York teams mixed up there, Michael Lombardi. That's okay, Patrick. It's early. Yeah, we got it. We all make make mistakes. We all make mistakes. But here's one thing that is similar. We didn't expect the Giants – to be sitting where they are. And we didn't expect the Jets to be three and two either. Let's be fair. I kept on saying the Giants, but of course it's the Jets at the Packers, the Packers coming off that loss in London. Let's take a look at the number, Zach Wilson under center. So this number was sitting seven and has been bet up to seven and a half with Green Bay laying it, Michael. Yeah, I mean, look, Zach Wilson's done a better job of protecting the football. And this team has been able to rally in the fourth quarter. I mean, look, they're losing to the Steelers. And, you know, we talk about the Steelers, right? The Steelers were favored in the game just two weeks ago. They were favored in the game. And the Steelers are winning 20 to 10 with about eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And the Jets come back. The Jets make a great comeback. They turn the, the Steelers turn the ball over. They're going to go in and score to make a 23 or at least 23 to 10. And Pickett makes a really bad mistake. They turn the ball over. And they come back and score 14 unanswered points and win that game. Great win. Last week, 1917, excuse me, they're, they're winning 19 to 17 in the fourth quarter. Sanders misses a field goal for Miami. It's going to be 20 to 19. All of a sudden, they score 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. So, my question is going into this week can they duplicate that against the Green Bay defense that was soft last week, allowed a lot of free passes, a lot of easy passes? No free access passes. I mean, New York Giants ran about five different plays out of the swap boot kind of concepts. You know, boot here, come back over here, gave a lot of throws to Daniel Jones. And if they don't correct that, Zach Wilson will have a good day. I'm surprised the line is moving to Green Bay. However, that being said, I think the reason is they're 10-0 and Green Bay against the spread after a loss. That has nothing to do with LaFleur. It has everything to do with Rodgers. Just ask Big Daddy Vince, your cousin, who is the number yes. one Packers fan. By the way, the Jets, 62% of the Jets right now over at BetMGM on the Jets. Excuse me, 62% of the bets. So interesting. That's why we've seen a little reverse line movement as the betting is on the Jets, but the number is headed the Packers way. Did you know that the 40 points they hung on the Dolphins was their highest scoring effort since 2018? So getting it done offensively a little bit more than we expected here. Yeah, I would say that. I mean, I think to me that there's no doubt that they have. I mean, when I watch them and, you know, they've come back in, you know, they've, they're they 11th in the league in scoring. Think about that. I never thought that. But they're 26th in turnovers. I mean, they're going to turn this ball over. Last week against Miami, they didn't turn the ball over. And the difference in their team has been the fact that they protected the ball. You know, Wilson's been in for two starts. He's turned the ball over twice, both of them against Pittsburgh. They had a chance to lose that. I think to me, if you're playing Green Bay and laying the seven or the seven half, you're saying Wilson's going to blow up. Wilson's going to throw it to them twice. And you're also saying that Rodgers isn't going to turn the ball over because last week that's what happened to Miami. Miami turned the ball over twice once, and, and the safety doesn't count as a turnover. So I think that's what's going on here. And can Wilson continue to play at this level? We'll see. I think, I think that's the question mark. And how good – is this Jet defense, can they take away these young receivers for Green Bay? They should be able to. The Packers have won 15 straight regular season home games. That's the longest active home winning streak in the NFL. Big Daddy Vince, plug your ears. They have yet to lose a back-to-back game under Lafleur. Green Bay is 10-0 and in the regular season following a loss under Lafleur, but that is following a loss with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the, this is this is Rodgers. I think he was very upset last week in the sense that there's no reason 
they should have lost that game. They had one possession in the third quarter. They had three and out. And then in the fourth quarter, they couldn't get anything done. And, and because the Giants controlled the football the whole game. I mean, the Giants were, were by far the better team in the game in terms of being able to execute what they wanted to, their game plan. And this Packer defense is a little bit like the Cleveland Brown defense. It seems to be, you know, the numbers say they're the 11th best scoring defense in football. Okay, great. You know, they're, they're their best team in terms of how they handle the pass rush and all that. No, not really, because when they have to get stops, they don't get stops. They've only created four turnovers all year, Patrick. So if you're betting the Jets today, you're saying this team can't create turnovers. And the only way you're not going to cover this number is if, if, if you don't turn the ball over. If the Jets don't t- turn the ball over, they will cover this number. Like the over 45, Michael, let me tell you why. One, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, very good cornerbacks for the Jets, but their safeties stink. And also, those defenses coming back from London have underperformed historically. So I think the Jets will score. We just talked about the 40 they dropped on Miami, and those safeties Rodgers can take advantage of as far as the Jets are concerned. Yeah, I mean, the last two weeks, this Packer defense has given up 167 yards rushing and 125 yards rushing. They have not been very effective. Now, Barkley got a lot of that on his own. And Miami, excuse me, the Jets, they have to run the ball. To me, the Jets with Bryce Hall and their running back situation, they can run the ball. They can't go in there and expect Wilson to throw this thing 50 times. They can't do that. They got to find balance. And I think ultimately that's how they got to keep the game close to them. This is all about turnovers, this game. If you're gonna if you're gonna cover, it's because Green Bay forced turnovers, and you're taking a team that's only forced four of them all season. So, the Jets, as far as the strengths, the defensive front it's probably their best unit. What do you think about Wilson thus far? What's the early return on your buddy Zach? Well, I, I think he's done a better job of. I think look, he's a guy that needs to be able to manage the game right I mean he's only thrown it 57 times in two games so far this season so that's under 30 a game which is exactly what he needs to do you know his his percentage of completion is not very good he's going to make mistakes and you've got to limit those mistakes and you've got to really rely on no matter what the score is after the end of the first quarter if you are Mike LaFleur You've got to be able to, isn't that a dynamic? we got the LaFleur, LaFleur game going on here today, right? So you've got to be able to really stay attached. You can't allow him to get into a, a situation where he's going to throw it too many times. Against this Packer team that's playing at home, now Rashard Gary may not play today, so that's going to be a concern. But they can rush the passer against a Jet offensive line that I don't think is very good. And I think that's the weakness in the Jets' offense. You've got to take the game to their offensive front. You've got to be able to put some pressure. They've given up 12 sacks. Now, nine of them went to Flacco, who can't move. But still, Zach Wilson's been sacked three times in two games. You can hear through the TV Nesson screaming, what about our Patriots? So let's jump to them. Bailey Zappi is going to be under center for the Patriots in Cleveland. What's interesting here is I'm seeing two and a halfs everywhere. Cleveland Lane and... Yeah. DraftKings just went to three. They're 105 on the juice, so maybe headed back to two and a half. But this is pretty much two and a half everywhere. This is a lot of respect, again, reacting to last week's performance with the Patriots against a very good Lions offense. And you're only laying two and a half with Cleveland here at home. You know, I I think this, I mean, look, New England has done a really good job of playing defense in terms of the situation that's been presented to them, right? And so, you know, when they turn the ball over, like when they turned the ball over against Baltimore four times, their defense gave up way too many. They gave up 188 yards rushing in that game. You know, they can't turn the ball over. They have not had a game this year, Patrick, which is completely unlike the Belichick era of not turning the ball over, right? They've turned it over twice in the last two weeks with basically with Bailey Zappi or Brian Hoyer at quarterback. That's their formula. They've got to be able to win. And they've got to be able to stop this team from running the ball. The Packers ran for 199 yards on them, right? Baltimore ran for 188. Last week, Detroit still ran for 101. This game's going to come down to can you make Cleveland play one-dimensional? That's been a hard challenge for New England this year. I stayed away from this game in terms of recommendation because I don't really like the matchup with Cleveland against New England in terms of stopping the run. It's what worries me the most today if they can do that. And then, you know, can they force Brissett to make some plays? Brissett has done a nice job of protecting the ball. Other than that interception in the red zone last week, he's done a better job. I thought he's played better than expected. And I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is a better receiver than most people expected. 
Okay, to be fair, it's not officially Bailey Zappi, but it's highly unlikely Mac Jones is going to play, Michael. I well, they would not clarify. have brought Garrett Gilbert up. They wouldn't have brought Garrett Gilbert up if it's Mac Jones for me. They wouldn't waste a roster spot. Belichick wants too many guys involved in the kicking game to do that. Now, other than the Baltimore game, other than the Baltimore game where they turned it over so much, this team's going to hold you somewhere in the between 18 and 24 points. Can Bailey Zappi get that against a Cleveland defense that won't have Denzel Ward, will not have Clowney, and have had no ability to really stop the run? I mean, that's where Cleveland, Cleveland, Joe Wood is under tremendous pressure in Cleveland because of his inability, because they're supposed to be this elite defense, and in the last two weeks they've given up over 200 yards rushing each game. With a win, Bill Belichick's going to tie George Hallis for second most total wins by a head coach in NFL history. Is that good? It seems good. Yeah. He should wear he should wear the Hallis overcoat and the fedora today. Hey, by the way, could you text him mm-hmm. for me and ask him why he wasn't at the craft wedding on Friday night? I think he has something to do. I think you know, coaching the team is probably one of the things. You know, I, I constantly ask you to text him. Just seriously, send the number over. I won't abuse it, and I'll just hit him up. What up, BB? <laughs> Uh, okay, <laughs> we got TG BB. coming up next. You can yeah, hit I was him. I gonna up. say that's the perfect rhyme. That's for John Goulet. That's a tease from BB to TG. What's happening at the book? We'll go behind the counter at the Borgata with Thomas Gable. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, remember, VEASAN pros are red hot making cash. You can become one. It's very simple. You go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You see it on the screen right there. It's 99 bucks through the Super Bowl. Or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. What do you get? Picks at a glance, 24-7 video, season prep. You get the pro tools, which today includes... Uh, some auto fires on some player props, and you get the pro tips over 20 a day here on VSIN. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe to become a VSIN pro right now. We got you back here, week six, NFL. Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher. We bring in Thomas Gable, our partner who runs the race and sports book there at the Borgata. We say good morning to TG and thank you, buddy. I know it's a busy day in Titletown, Atlantic City slash Philadelphia, <laughs> which is which is always gorgeous. Um, two key numbers we want to take a look at. One, Cincinnati has gone to three in New Orleans. A ton of injuries yep. for New Orleans on offense. And two, I mentioned DraftKings went to three in Cleveland with Cleveland laying it, but everybody else is two and a half. You take yeah. it and run with it. Yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll start with uh, the Cleveland game. Still two and a half years, you said, and um, you know, obviously uh, DraftKings might be taking some some action there. But uh, right now, that game's pretty evenly bet here, uh, and the total's still at forty three in that one, which uh, hasn't moved much at all from uh, from where we opened at forty two and a half. So again, evenly bet game there. Uh, we, we know what the Browns game plan is going to be, which is just going to be run, run, run. and uh, But not much of a decision right now for us in that one. Yeah, I mean, that that's an interesting, you know, to me, it, it, like you said yesterday, and this is to me another pro betting tip is not all money's the same, right? Correct. And yeah. so, you know, just because DraftKings obviously got something that made them move that number, but unless you get somebody significant who's behind the money, you don't need to move the number because you're getting both action on both games. To me, I, th- I think the line moving in New Orleans, Cincinnati is all re- regulated to New Orleans' injuries. Are they going to have a, a team to put out there? I saw Joe burrow patrick walk into the game wearing his lsu jersey yep. so i mean obviously he likes playing in the superdome so or this uh, yeah, whatever very we call comfortable it. spot very comfortable there. spot we'll see yep. we'll see if he's we'll see if new orleans has enough arsenal to to, to to score some points against a very good cincinnati defense the other problem with new orleans I, they lead the league in turnovers this right. year they yeah. lead the league in turnovers they're at minus eight uh, turnover differential this year but they have 13 on the year so yeah they, they lead the nfl in that category You've seen the the movement in that game. Uh, we opened the Bengals only laying a point, and uh, it it got to three there in the last night here. So yeah. uh, it's uh, it, but it's been a steady uh, steady stream of Bengals money there. Dalton under center, no Kamara, no Thomas, no Landry. Olave is questionable with that concussion. So you guys nailed it there. Let's take a look across the board. I kept on saying the Giants, but it's a Freudian slip. Both teams playing well in New York. The Jets at Green Bay. 
I got seven and a half. Do you think we stick there or, or could we see a move back down to seven? Uh, I think we're going to stick right now to seven and a half. I mean, the ticket count here is pretty balanced, but more money on the Packers side. And uh, also the the, uh, the good thing with that seven and a half, you can move the, uh, the money line up there uh, a little bit from the Packers. So uh, that's where obviously the Packers are a very uh, popular uh, play. They're, they're going to be throwing in a lot of money line parlays as they typically uh, would be. And, um, You'll probably see uh, some some teasers there coming in now at seven and a half. You'll see some six point teasers on the Packers as well. Yeah, you would think the Packers get teased down, and San Francisco gets teased down as that number continues to trend in the Atlanta direction. Yeah, good there, point, huh? Michael. Good point. Yeah. Tremendous point. So with the six Niners, point yes. Yeah. Yep. Niners four and a half right now, laying four and a half in that one, and uh, uh, that's a game where again we get. It's all about injuries. There yeah, it's all side, about so. injuries there. I mean, that, that's what we're seeing. It's it, it's just, to me, this I had this number as a seven-and-a-half-point seven point game in favor of San Francisco. But, yeah. I mean, they've got so many guys that are on their injury list. It's it's almost you can't really even fathom how they could keep it. Cl- and and they got to protect the ball. So I, I took us off one of my recommendations only because of the injuries. And Atlanta is okay. undefeated against the spread this year. They're undefeated so. against the spread. Uh, undefeated 100%. ATS, so. The only team that's 5-0. and Okay, I buried the lead, so let's spend the rest of the segment on the game of the year. <laughs> Buffalo, Kansas City, a revenge yeah. spot for Buffalo. And I want to talk about this from a multitude of angles here, Thomas. First, let's talk side and total where uh, mm-hmm. the bets are coming there at the Borgata. I got BetMGM essentially showing this, the bets are pretty much split with handle and the percentages. Where are you sitting with Buffalo, Kansas City at the Borgata? So the bet number is pretty well split here as well. The um, the money certainly favors Kansas City. And let me, when we handicap this game, let me throw this out to you, to you guys. So the game's played at Arrowhead, right? Michael Patrick, what number do you think you would assign for home field advantage? How many how many points is Arrowhead worth? Because it, it, believe me, Arrowhead is uh, one of the toughest places event. to it's play. A, it's I mean, a tough place. I, I, I think two is the most... The way teams are using snap count, the way teams are able to handle the, the crowd noise, and the way teams throw the ball more than run it, which used to really affect when you played on the road because you couldn't hear, I, I would go two points. Okay, Patrick, Let's say you... this. Let's say this. Standard home field now is about 1.6 to 1.9, right? It used to be yep. three. Yep. Now we say 1.6 right. implied to 1.9. I'd say closer to 2.5 at Kansas City. Okay. Yeah, uh, so I, I would lean that way too, two and a half. So, but let's just say go conservative and say two points, right? So two point uh, advantage. So are you telling me that on a neutral field that you would have the Bills favored by five or four and a half over Kansas yeah. City? Would you? And I, I guess the question is, so if you're looking at it that way, and, and if you say, okay, yes, I, I think that we would, okay, then you then you bet the Bills. If you say no way that the Bills sh- should be favored by five right. points or four and a half on a neutral field over Kansas City, then I think you have to lean towards Kansas City in this one. Now, remember, with both of these offenses, when they start playing downhill and uh, and get going, you know, they can obviously score in bunches. So the volatility here on, you know, a two-and-a-half or a three-point line, it, it's a, very volatile when you have these two offenses thrown into the mix because uh, it could swing either way in a hurry. Would it be better to play the money line if you like Kansas City? Sure. I mean, if you, if you like Kansas City in this and, and you want to uh, get the plus price, you, you can do it if you think they're going to win outright. I mean, to me, like I've often said to me, when you're in that two and a half to two, usually those games, you know, do they really help you? I mean, obviously it helped when USC Utah last night. But to me, that's kind of an aberration at times. But I think to me, if you if you're – Look, I, I get the logic behind taking Patrick Mahomes and getting points at home. I get that, you know. But if you feel really good about it, you know, why not play the money line and see where that takes you? I mean, there is yeah. one thing Plus also that, that, that Patrick did throw out there at the very, very beginning, very subtly. There is a, a revenge factor here as well that you oh, have yeah. to, for, for Buffalo, too, that I think you do have to account for in that. Yeah, I'm a weathered better that's been beaten by two, two and a half too many times. I'll take the two and a half, but Michael, I'll I'll, I'll sprinkle a little bit on that money line with you. But, you know, you brought it up, Thomas, uh, earlier in the week. Did you see three in this game? And immediately, I'm guessing the number was bought down to two and a half. 
Well, we actually opened this two. Uh, they they laid to two, and uh, so we're actually sitting three. We're we're sitting three right now. But uh, oh goodness, if you, I didn't if you want that. the if you want the three with the Chiefs, uh, you're going to be paying a dollar twenty juice on that. So you pay a dollar twenty yeah. juice on the three. Wow. Gosh, I didn't I did not realize that you were sitting three. Wow, look at that. Yeah. That is that is fascinating. I again, Michael, it's a revenge spot. Who does it mean more to? Obviously, Buff, Buffalo's literally circled this after those 13 seconds cuz remember, sure. they didn't see the ball in overtime last year. Yeah, you know, not to jump, I want to hit Thomas on this real quick. The most bet game isn't this game on the board. Now, it will be maybe, but the Steelers the Steelers Tampa is the most bet game on the board. And where are you on that one? We're at nine and a half, ten, ten in some shops all yeah, over. Yeah, we're still nine and a half. Yep. That is the most bet early game for us of the early slate. Uh, the, the Eagles Cowboys is going to be the most heavily bet game for us today. No but doubt. Uh, I mean, closely followed by the Bills Chiefs for sure. Yeah, Michael, you just said it. DraftKings went to 10. I see a couple other shops with Pittsburgh catching 10 at home, Tampa Bay, and Brady in town. The next one. I, I think, to ask as a ahead, pro please. betting tip here, I think to me, as a you, you really make a mistake when you circle the wagon and you take this ten number with Pittsburgh. You're too late. You're way too late on P- Tampa. You know, in the contest it was eight. So to me, don't take a bad number because everybody's going to the number and the numbers moving. I think you got to stay away. This is a stay away. You're too late to the party. You might you, you, the invitation isn't good enough. Good point. 78. We saw 78 points scored. I just want to circle back quickly. Buffalo, Kansas City in that divisional round last year, we saw 78 points scored. We've got the highest total on the board of 54 today in Kansas City. Are the betters taking the over there? Yeah, we're actually up to 54 and a half. So we we opened at 53 and a half, up to 54 and a half, and that's uh, primarily where we're seeing the money come in on the over. We just heard from Mike Palm. He has a play on this Minnesota-Miami game. I believe Michael Lombardi, Palm is He likes Minnesota. Minnesota. He does. He likes Minnesota. At Miami, Skylar Thompson. Quickly, where are you on that one, TG? Uh, We are also at three, and the majority of the money and tickets is on Minnesota here. So good luck to Mike Palm. You're the best. Good luck to Mike Palm. Shout out to Mike Palm. Shout out to Mike Palm, who's always the best. Thank you, Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director at the Borgata. You wait for it every week. We're running the board with Michael Lombardi next. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, betting. 
betting's premier loyalty program that is at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. So again, you can get points every time you place a bet. You can use those points for free bets. You can use them for hotel, airfare. Uh, It's the best loyalty program in the game. I always talk about it like a credit card. So when you go to BetMGM.com, you make a bet, you get points. You accrue those points and you use those points to your benefit. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Got you back on the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi there, of course. We are going to wrap up in about 11 minutes, and then we're going to send you to Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Brent Musburger in the South Point 400. We were just talking to Brent. I will say this. He has a play on the Buffalo-Kansas City game, and he has a play on the Dallas-Philadelphia game. He likes one road. Actually, he likes two road teams. I just gave it away. <laughs> but he has a very he has a very good explanation as to why he likes the road teams in those matchups. There he is. Look at him. Look at that setup uh, that they've got going with my the My man. It's, it's hey, beautiful he out here. Oh, it is a gorgeous. Patrick and now, Michael, how the, are you guys? I, we're, we, we are, are wonderful. great, Mr. Musburger. Here's the question for you. Can fans, because they're going to be wanting to come up and say hi, can they come up and get an autograph during the breaks? Is that fair? <laughs> Anything they want. (laughs) (laughs) Countdown to kickoff with Brent Musburger follows the Lombardi line. Brent, we'll see you in about eight minutes. Thank you so much. Of course, the legend follows uh, Michael Lombardi here on VSIN. Okay, are you ready to run the board, Michael Lombardi? You know, I am, Patrick. I really am looking forward to this. I think this is a fun slate of games. I really do. I, I think that I like when there are buys, you have a little bit more time to kind of get into the games, and the one o'clock window isn't overloaded. So you kind of have a chance to watch more of the games. So I'm excited today. Tampa Bay Pitt, most heavily bet early game. I'm going to give yeah. you nine and a half with Tampa Bay laying it. I'm going to take Pittsburgh in the nine and a half. I mean, I have this as an 8.6 game. Uh, I get a whole point. Uh, you know, look, we saw Tampa Bay last week uh, allow – they're up 21 to nothing. And they, they allowed the Falcons to backdoor cover them and almost had chance to win the game. You know, Brady will have success throwing the football. There's no doubt. I think it'll be hard for Pickett. I just think 10, nine and a half is a lot of points. I'll take Pittsburgh in the, I'll take Pittsburgh in the points. The Bengals, they've been terrible ATS-wise. They're laying three at New Orleans. You know, I think three's a lot in this game because I don't see the Bengals being able to score. Now, Lattimore's not going to play. I like the fact that Burrow, you know, just tempted fate and wore his jersey in there. Like, he's ready to go. I hope they protect this poor kid because he's taken a beating all season long. They've had 10 days to get ready for this game. I think their defense will really give Danny Dalton some problems. I'll take New Orleans and lay the three. I don't like it. I liked it better at one and a half. But I'll take New, I'll take I'll take the Bengals at three because I just think they have more offense than what's going to happen with New Orleans without all their star players. Clarification: Cincinnati's three and two ATS. They are five and zero oh to the under this year. The total in New Orleans is forty three. Next one up: Jacksonville, Indianapolis. Indy laying a point and a half. Look, I'm going to have to take Jacksonville. I have Jacksonville should be favored in this game by 2.75. Uh, I, I say that, and I didn't give it out as one of my picks with Bill A.D. because I don't trust the coach. I don't trust them to make really good decisions. I don't trust the fact that Jacksonville's 2-8 and eight when, they go into, when they go into Indianapolis and play. They're the better team. They should be able to pressure Matt Ryan. They should be able to take this game over like they did the one in Jacksonville. I just don't trust them making sound decisions. And their quarterback, as much as I love Trevor Lawrence coming out, very inconsistent in how he performs week in after, especially fundamentally in techniques. I'm going to take the Jaguars. I don't love it. Cleveland's laying two and a half. New England and Bailey Zappi. Yeah, I, I mean, I think to me, anytime you get Bill Belichick on the road with points, you got to take it. So I'll take the two and a half. I think it's going to be a close game. New England's got to play the run really well. And they've got to run the ball really well. And Cleveland's defense, which has been under tremendous pressure, Joe Wood, you know, they've given up over 200 yards rushing against the last two teams. And what makes that number even more staggering is they knew the teams were going to run the ball against them. Like, that's what scares you the most, right? How was Atlanta going to beat you? Well, they had to run the ball. Well, they didn't have Cordell Patterson. They still ran the ball. How how are the Chargers going to beat you? Well, the Chargers beat you when they have balance in their attack. It, it isn't a Herbert. It isn't Herbert's throws all the time. It's their ability to run the ball that gives them the balance that they need, and they did that. So to me, I'll take the Patriots and the points. Jets are catching seven and a half at Green Bay. 
You know, my numbers say I got to take the Jets. 5.68 game. I don't trust Zach Wilson to not turn the ball over. I don't trust them to be able to slow down Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is 10-0 and against the spread whenever he's uh, coming off a loss. That's remarkable, right? But this isn't the same Green Bay team. And without Rashard Gary, can they put pressure on Zach Wilson? I'll take the 7.5 if you're going to give it to me. Okay. Baltimore's lane, 5.5 at the Giants. I'm going to take Baltimore in the five and a half. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 17-4-2 and two when, uh, against the spread uh, against uh, teams like this. He is, has been very effective coming off a game where they didn't cover. I think this, and he's 10-0 and 0 against the NFC East. I think he'll play well. I love the Giants, the effort that they give, but at some point, talent's got to show up, right? And I think when they go against good coaching, that's when it happens. Now, I'm putting a lot of faith in Greg Roman's ability to move the ball against Don Martindale to be able to cover this by a six-point number, and I think they should. I mean, they're the better team, and let's face it, the Giants have been very fortunate. They have been very fortunate in this situation, and I think that they've done a great job of managing the quarterback, and they've kept Daniel Jones from beating them, but can they do it another week? I don't see it. Mike Palm's Vikings are laying three at the Dolphins. I'm going to take the Dolphins. I'll go against Mike, even though he's hot. I like Miami here. I like Skylar Thompson. Five touchdown passes in the preseason. Threw the ball really well. Has a week to prepare. I don't trust Minnesota's defense at all. I don't trust Miami's defense either. They need to get after the passer. They need to create some turnovers. I think what they'll do is take Xavier Howard and put him on Thielen, and they'll double Jefferson and force the ball somewhere else. I think the heat and humidity get this. I think Miami wins it in the fourth quarter. San Francisco's laying four and a half at Atlanta. Atlanta, the best ATS team against a wounded San Francisco team. I think Kyle Shanahan's got to protect the football. Punts a good play in this game. Atlanta's never going to get away from you. I'll take the Falcons and the points because of San Francisco's injuries. Carolina is catching 10 at the Rams. The Rams laying 10. Wow. You know, I, I don't think the Rams are 10 points better, even if they win this game by 10. I think Steve Wilkes will come in and try to manage the game. I think they'll try to run the ball a little bit more, maybe even with Foreman, with McCaffrey. You know, I think the key to this team has been they got to get completed passes. And you say, well, P.J. Walker's not very good. Look at his numbers. Well, did you, have you looked at Baker Mayfield's numbers before you do this? I'll take the Panthers in the 10 here. Okay, Michael's laying two and a half with Arizona against Seattle. I wanted to mention that so we can quickly get to Buffalo and Kansas City. Buffalo's laying two and a half. I like Buffalo here. I've liked Buffalo all week. I think Buffalo's the far superior team. I think Buffalo will move the football on them, and I think Buffalo's defense will be the difference in this game. I think, I think the, the schedule makers didn't do Kansas City's any favors by putting a really hard game, Raiders, and now coming back and playing. Look, this one thing we know, the last two home games they've played – both visiting teams have had a chance to win the game. They've really lost it more than the Chiefs have won it. As great as Mahomes is playing, I like Buffalo today. I gave Buffalo out as one of my picks. I teased it. I think Brent Musburger may agree with you there. So two legends on Buffalo. Let's go Dallas at Philly. And this one's up to six and a half. Philly's laying it. You know, I'm going to lay it. I, I just feel like this is a game where Cooper Rush is going to have to extend himself. He's going to have to throw it. They're going to get behind. As good as Dallas plays on defense, this Philadelphia offense is hard to play. It's hard to play with their outside zone run game and their ability. And I think when you can protect, if you can protect, which Philly can do, there's, there's plays to make, even against Diggs, who's great at intercepting the pass, but he gives up a ton of plays. Anthony Brown, there's plays to be made against this Dallas defense if you protect, and that's the strength of Philadelphia. So I'm going to lay the points. I think Philly wins by seven. Okay, Michael. Got about a minute, minute and a half. I'm going to let you run. Just kind of overall theme for week six NFL. Well, I think now we're starting to see some separation. I mean, there's some really good teams and there's some bad teams. And I think ultimately, when you're putting together your list of what games you want to go with, try to go with quarterbacking all the time, right? And so why would I take Skylar Thompson in Miami? Never played in a, really never played a lot against Kirk Cousins. That doesn't make sense. That goes against what you believe. But I think the weakness of, of, of Minnesota, the way they played against Jalen Hurts, if they try to play that zone concept against Miami, Miami and Skylar Thompson will look like Dan Marino comes back. So to me, I think there's situations every game, whether it's betting, whether it's an analytic, you've got to evaluate the situation. And I like that situation for Miami. Also, something to pay attention to on the broadcast today. We've been talking about it for years on the Lombardi line. Notice if you start to hear that common sense versus analytics debate 
start to heat up during these broadcasts. Yeah. And notice if you start to hear the announcers talk about common sense in a more favorable light. Is that fair? Look, I mean, yesterday, I mean, Alabama wins, could win that game because they collected points. They didn't go for it on fourth down in that game. They collected points in a game, and they should have won. Okay, Brent Musburger is fired up. He's at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway with the countdown to kickoff, and he's coming up next. Michael, enjoy the games. Enjoy the nice weather today. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. Okay, thank you to Stephen Bond and everybody back at Circa. Very exciting. Las Vegas Motor Speedway, Brent Musburger live next. Countdown to kickoff here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 